going to get started. All right. Welcome back, everybody. It's been a 14th month hiatus from the Media Buyer's Manual. Uh, today, we are proud to be joined by Jeremy Sunny. Um, I'm super excited to dive further in on audio ads. Um, Jeremy is the CEO of Decibel Ads. And I, like probably many of you listening to this episode, I really want to pick Jeremy's brain on this and just figure out um, where we can kind of all take audio ads into 2022. So without further ado, thank you for coming on, Jeremy. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Always, uh, always excited to come on and, and preach the good word of audio ads. So. <laughs> what an intro. I love that. Uh, so first things first, just how did you really kind of discover uh, the opportunity that you wanted to take with Decibel Ads? And mm -hmm. also we'll kind of discover more about like your background from that also. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. So um, before I started Decibel Ads, I was a performance growth marketer for about a decade, right? I actually got into Facebook ads in 2011. Uh, so really, really early on um, and rode that, uh, did a lot of cool work, worked with a lot of great companies, um, you know, mostly in like a freelancing sort of way. But uh, I also was in-house for a while as a director of digital marketing Right. Icelandic fintech company. Um, shout out to my Icelanders uh, <laughs> if they're listening. Uh, all seven of them. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. There's more than that. Uh, no, I love those. 300,000. That's what we got. Yeah, there's 300,000. That's right. That is right. Yeah, no, I, I love my Icelanders. Um, but yeah, uh, no, we uh, uh, did that. Um, but like I said, mostly in like a freelancing kind of context, um, mostly on the media buying side. Um you know, like I said, we worked with a lot of great brands. I, you know, scaled a brand from zero to a million revenue in six weeks, right? As part of a team, uh, you know, took a, helped take an app to uh, number one grossing in the iTunes and Play Store for its category. I worked with unicorn startups, giant like Fortune 500 companies and like lots of small startups and e-com brands, everything in between, right? And so I yeah, was kind yeah. of the, the like pure media buying, like hired gun though, right? as it were. Um and then, you know, long about 2018, I was like, oh, this creative stuff really matters and I don't like doing it. So I was like, you know, I either need to get good at it and uh, <laughs> figure out how to like be like an actual marketer or I need to like double down and get like deeper into the, you know, programmatic technology side of it. Maybe even like learn to code a little bit or something like yeah. that and just get more technical. So I was like, all right. I'll get more technical. Like that's what I'll do. And so I started doing stuff like, like all sorts of crazy campaigns. Right. Uh, I started doing digital out of home buys. I started oh, nice. doing like, yeah, native ads. I've run ads on, I started like being like a Swiss army knife. I've run ads on like, you know, Pinterest, snap, Twitter, like everything you can think yep. of. Right. I was just like throwing in and somebody was like, can you do this? I was like, yep. And then I would just figure it out. And so yeah, you know, doing billboards, doing TV, doing audio, right? And like in the process of that, I had some cool campaigns too. Like, you know, I did like some ca a campaign where I helped take a book to number one uh, or sorry, number two on Amazon on Black Friday. Uh, Obama beat us. Thanks, Obama. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, and so, uh, yeah, you know, that was really exciting. But like in the process of I was like running these like more kind of traditional campaigns, I guess, with like, you know, digital audio and connected TV and everything else. I was like, 
you know, this stuff is great, but these minimums to like buy on these huge DSPs is a lot. And it's also really inaccessible if you can even get somebody to pick up the phone and stuff. And it's like, yeah, I was aggregating together a bunch of like, I was at that time, I was actually like consulting for like agencies, like boutique agencies would like lay off their like weird kind of campaigns on Side me projects. and like, yeah, exactly. Like that sort of thing, like their deep media buying. It's like, you know, I was working for like a lot of creative and content agencies and things like that that needed like a media buyer around. Um, and so, yeah, what, what basically um, ended up happening uh, was, you know, that they, um, yeah, they like, I, I was like, you know, this is like obscenely hard to buy. This isn't like, you know, but it's really useful. Like, like people are getting a lot of value out of this and especially the audio thing. So I was like, all right, you know, let's, I I'd been working with this guy, Greg, and we'd done this big uh, Hanukkah uh, campaign actually for this Jewish nonprofit, which was a really cool campaign. Um, it was like a virtual Hanukkah, like at the beginning, like, uh, you know, and uh, yeah, so we were doing that and um, we were like, you know, let's, let's just like take, this enterprise tool and repackage it for SMB, right? And that was kind of like V1. It was like, yeah. okay, we're just going to make it so literally like we'll just put in the orders that you give, right? It was like a fun front end, like in Dairy MVP, like a marionette, like, like <laughs> you know, making it happen, you know? Um, so it was like a, basically a glorified order form at the beginning, right? And uh, it worked, right? People were interested and we were growing. Uh, so we're like, all right, let's make this real. And we raised a little bit of money. Um, and then kind of along the way, we found the bigger vision of rather than just repackage enterprise ad buying tools, um, you know, the AMFM market is like 15,000 stations in the US alone. Uh, it's $40 billion a year worldwide market. It's super fractured. iHeart's the biggest and they only have 6% of the market um, oh. in the US even. Yeah even worldwide and then um 80 of stations aren't profitable and so we're like all right like what if this bigger vision is like okay we're, we're aggregating together these audio sources and we're building these cool tools on top of it which you know let people make their ad really easy with like ai or human voices and then we have like attribution pixels and like you know we've got all sorts of other fun stuff that like make it really more accessible and of course like yeah no minimum start stop whenever you want and it's Perfect. just a way easier ui to use and things like that um, we're like, you know, what if we, what if we did that? So that's kind of the adventure that we're on now, right? Is we have, we haven't, we haven't released all that yet, but we're trying to like aggregate in AMFM and just be like the one-stop audio ad buying platform. Um, and, you know, like make audio terrestrial or digital, like a performance growth channel. So, uh, yeah. that's been really, really interesting, uh, for sure. It's been a lot of fun though. Uh, definitely like, it can get a little crazy at times for sure. And, uh, but we, we have fun with it. I love it. Yeah, so, man. Who knew long winded? <laughs> no, no. Who knew a minimum viable product could just literally be your order form. And then you have your little marionette system going like, Oh I, yeah. That's, a, that's actually so scrappy. I, I really dig that. So, um, in terms of like the distribution of all your audio ads, like what kind of platforms you touched on iHeartRadio and like AM FM, uh, channels, mm -hmm. what other, like, are you encompass Spotify, like Pandora, yeah. like what other platforms can people really think of that they could touch base with you on? Or like, are you guys expanding in so many more? Like, how does that process work? Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. So um, let's take kind of taking a step back. 
Um, yeah. We don't have AMFM just yet. That's what we're working. Yeah, that's uh, okay. in 2022. But Sweet. right now we have a ton of digital channels that we integrate with, right? Um, and you know, people with us, you could get Spotify, you could get, uh, you know, we can place orders for Pandora and SoundCloud, Sweet. and you know, there's tons of digital radio, tons of like digital podcast things, which is not host red podcast. We don't touch yeah. that. Um, we only do programmatic. So you have like Deezer, you have TuneIn, you have Spreaker. You have all sorts of like apps, right? And then like tons and tons of individual radio stations that people are listening to like on their website or or otherwise. Um, and so, yeah, no, it, it's really exciting. We definitely have like, I, I think it's something like over 90% of available digital audio um, at this point good. that we're, yeah, that we're connected with, at least in the US. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's it's exciting for sure, you know. Um, and That's so sweet. With, with us though, it's actually been interesting because a lot of people come to us and they're like, oh, I want to buy this podcast or I want to be on this radio station or whatever. And like, that's part of the perception that we're trying to change, which is like, we're not like, you don't want to buy that show. What you want to do is you want to target like you do with a Facebook ad. So you don't want that. What you want is, you know, 18 to 24 year old men that are interested in like, you know, health and wellness and live yeah. in like Toronto and Vancouver. Right. Like, and so we're, we're trying to take and shift it to be like this performance mindset where it's like, Hey, do run of network, get like way cheaper, you know, and get more targeted with who you're trying to reach rather than that. So, so it's a little bit of a shift for sure. Um, in the way that people think about audio. Um, but it's a lot more effective. I think the system that we've bought rather than like just buy a show or like buy a time slot, which is yeah. the traditional way of doing it. That is actually really eye-opening to how this kind of shapes our conversation now. So in terms of how you would kind of onboard somebody, what would you recommend that a brand come to the table with yeah. to be successful in decibel ads or with decibel uh, ads? Well, so if you want to talk about like, I think it's useful to separate out types of companies and types of brands right yeah um if you're talking dtc brands i would say a functional facebook and google program that's already running well uh, and a couple million arr right like audio okay. is not probably going to be it maybe it could be but it probably won't be the channel that you lean with um yeah. it's going to be one that like supports it really well and we we did a case study with a with this like really, really big startup um, that, you know, um, certainly you've heard of, but I can't name right now where yep, they no problem. <laughs> took a bunch of, yeah, they took a bunch of cities um, and they made them control cities and they made a, took a bunch of other cities and they made test cities. And then we ran the ads at just the test cities and like over a strict period of time of six weeks and then compared the results, they kept their Facebook and Google ad spend the same in those cities. And it yeah. was really interesting. We saw like a super clear, like 14% sales lift, which doesn't sound huge, wow. but like it was a 6.4 X ROAS, right? And so that was a big one. Um, and then, you know, obviously like we have this bigger DTC brand right now that's getting like, I keep tweeting about it like every week because like the ROAS keeps going up. It's like ridiculous. <laughs> Last time I checked in, it was like a 9.5 X, which is insane. Uh, of course, that's like not like there's there's deduplication and everything else going yep. on right but then our pixel doesn't pick up everything either from like ios and stuff so it's kind of like this like you know that's like a good guess like i'm not definitively mm -hmm. saying like one-to-one -one, but yeah it's like pretty intense results that they've been getting which is awesome um and so yeah you know they um 
there, there's lots of ways of thinking about it with DTC brands though, for sure. I would say like, you know, once you're at a couple million yearly revenue, yeah. like then start thinking about adding on audio is maybe like five to 10% of your spend. Okay. Um, and like, crazy. like, like utilize it to say like, what are your customers like biggest pushbacks and like maybe like orient your ads around that to get like sales lift of like, okay, if somebody saw your Facebook ad and it's like, this looks cool, but it's like expensive or something like that. I'd be like, we have payments or something like that with your audio ad. Right. And like that sort of thing, or, you know, maybe lean on like the biggest thing that customers say that they love. And it's like, Oh, it's like highly customizable or whatever your product has going for it. You know what Just I mean? Just frame framing really essentially your messaging and pushbacks and objections. So that's actually, yeah, super yeah, smart. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. So that's, that's a way to think about it for DTC brands. Now, the other side of it is anything local, uh, you can, you can lead with audio. We've seen it successfully like work for attorneys and insurance and real estate is a big vertical for us and stuff. Yeah. A lot of these people are running it and like, it takes a little bit longer because it takes repetition but they'll just say, okay, this is like the areas that I work in. Um, yeah. I only care about these like, you know, postal codes or whatever. Um, and then they just go and like that, that ends up working really well um, for, for those folks. So they can definitely lead with audio. Um, and then you think about like the combination there is the national chains that are trying to do local end up doing really well with audio as well. Cause they're, the, what they're trying to do is they're trying to say like, okay, I need to hit just very specific geos, but, you know, to support my like franchises is a big one with us too, right? Like I need to support my franchise in X, Y, and Z markets. Um, And so then they, you know, do like a templated ad and then like make it semi-custom and then start deploying them um, with audio just because we can do like the pin drop and radius um, as well, which is like kind of revolutionary with, well, uh, not super revolution, like it exists, but like, it's something that unique that we bring, especially to like the SMB uh, market that uh, is a little bit um, helpful for sure. Like the technology of course has existed for, for us. We didn't invent yeah. that, but yeah. Yeah. That's, oh my God. You got my brain just exploding with certain ideas right now, which I will not divulge on the pod. I will, I can't on the podcast just yet, but after okay. for sure. Um, yeah. So in terms of that, that's amazing. Um, how would you kind of, you've kind of touched on this. You have a pixel, you kind of go through all that attribution um, is like, is a big thing for you just more so revenue in the bank for, for your company that's advertising with you and how much is like a minimum outlay somebody is going to kind of put into audio ads typically? Like, yeah, for sure. So it, that, that minimum could vary a lot. Right. And mm-hmm. I will start off by saying that, um, you know, a lot of times, like we get questions about features that Facebook has, right, or Google has, and we just aren't there yet. We're a ten-month-old startup with a team yeah, of five. No, you know, no so problem. We don't yeah, have yeah. we don't have an optimization algorithm. I'll say so. You, a lot of people are like, "Should I go broad?" And I'm like, "Not really, right?" What you really should do is take a look at like where you're getting sales, right, and then do a control and a test, like I talked about, right? Yes. Like, okay, these five cities I'll run. These five, I won't. And then inside of the five cities that you run are like, okay, get really granular with your targeting, right? Like I'm going to try this behavioral targeting here. I'm going to try this contextual targeting here. We have a really cool thing, um, a feature that we have from a third party um, that's contextual podcast targeting, right? Where they actually do, they take every episode of every show 
of every podcast, like literally tens of thousands of them. Um, and they transcribe with AI, all of them. And then they keyword match against them to like, so if somebody's listening to that episode, you can keyword match against it. Um, and then like, you know, like try, try different, like targeting, be really, really granular, like early days of Facebook, right. Where everything has to be broken out. Mm -hmm. Um, and try that, like, you know, across five, 10 cities, like, you know, do five or 10 control cities, run them for, I would say, at least three or four weeks. Now, the, the other weird thing about audio is that, like, if you're used to with Facebook, like, you're like, okay, my frequency is ticking up. It's like frequency three, four, five, like, it's probably time to get new creative, like performance is starting to drop off. You actually see the opposite effect with audio, almost like, a, like people need to hear it three, four, yep. five times before they start to take action because that repetition is so important. You know, you'll, you'll start getting some results right away, but you got to stick with it for a while in order for it to like really go. So I would, I would recommend like a three to six week testing phase um, for it. Like, you know, we're about to launch like a media planning tool so we can give you an idea of like the campaign availables. Um, yeah. And then it'll suggest a budget for you actually. So if you're like, okay, cool. I want to target, uh, I don't know, Calgary. Right. And like, oh, great. I'm going to go and like see, and it's like, I'm going to put in all these other parameters, beep, beep, boop. And like, great. Awesome. It's suggesting a budget of between like two and $6,000 to target Calgary for six weeks. Right. And like that sort of thing. So that, that's kind of the way that I would think about it. Um, for sure is just being really granular testing and have layers of tests. Like it's going to be a little bit more messy, right? It's not yeah. like, a, like we do have a pixel and that pixel is accurate for sure. Um, but like you are going to have issues with duplication. It is a seven day listen through window, right? So it's a little bit different than a click. Yeah. Most of the times there are not clicks, like periods. So yeah. You can't yeah. To like a specific landing page. I would say you need to think about like, like sales lift by geo. You need to think about like unique coupon codes in the actual ad itself or like a tracked phone number, right? If you're doing like lead generation that way, um, I would say that like, yeah, get use the pixel for sure. And between those three things, you're gonna have a more holistic idea of like how things are going for sure. Sweet, sweet, awesome. This is so insightful. Um, I actually love this. Um, cool. So in Thank terms, <laughs> in terms of kind of like other, for B2B more so, like, would this be a, a really smart play to kind of just supplement a lot of, um, especially if somebody's doing a lot of channels currently and they have significant spend, this is probably an ideal play and next step for somebody to move into? Oh, yeah, we have like okay. a couple of like unicorn fintech SaaS companies that have signed up with us for sure. I mean, they're using this as like lead generation on top of it. So you can actually yeah. get pretty specific with like, you know, some of the targeting that we have is like business podcasts and finance podcasts and things like that. And then you can take and further like, you know, narrow that down to like, okay, give me downtown San Francisco, you oh, know, sweet. give me San Jose, give me Manhattan, right? Like that sort of thing. So you kind of like can do stuff, fun stuff like that. Behavioral targeting wise too, we have like C-suite executives and things oh, of that nice. nature for like targeting. Um, and then we also have like, you know, one company is like going after like commuters. So they have like, they do in-car context. So like we have the ability oh, to target nice. people. Yeah. It's like based on like the speed that they're moving, they're like, okay, this person's probably commuting. So like we just crushed by like doing, you know, just day parting to like the drive time hours. Yeah. Right. So like, oh, like, okay, just run it between like six 
and six and 10 10. a.m and then like four and eight right and then like do the in-car context and like you know you you have to be a little more comfortable going broader like that with like audio but like you you really need to think about like correlations so it's like a mix because like from the top end you want to get as narrow as possible but like you also need to be more creative with the targeting and be a little more comfortable being like okay they're in this target um and so it's really kind of where the art meets the science a little bit but yeah that's that's like you know those are those are fun campaigns for sure i love putting those sorts of targets together that's sweet i love it oh my god i have so many ideas going right now i like i ran a radio ad like 2016 for a local business and it was like such a wild experience to put together and just kind of like communicate and coordinate everything with a radio station um so i'm super excited about what decibel is kind of building and like Oh man, you gotta. Well, that's you gotta that's mold. The cool you gotta thing. mold. That's that's the well, that's the long term vision, right? Is you're gonna be able to buy individual radio spots, right, inside of a market, and then also we're gonna have the tools to actually measure performance by ingesting data from Google Analytics, Shopify, those sorts of places, and create automatically a modeled return on ad spend from like terrestrial amfm as like the new type of campaign and we're going to be coming out with that like later this year uh but that's really exciting right now it's purely digital and podcast and stuff but i think that like the interesting place will be when we get terrestrial in the mix and then you're able to say like no just give me audio like like let's just like blanket like toronto or whatever right and like you know, the digital is a little bit more targeted. The audio is a little bit more broad. Like you maybe like 20% of your budget goes to like terrestrial and like 80% goes to digital. And like, you know, you utilize that like kind of mix and like, you know, that that's, that's what I think is going to be really interesting is when you see the interplay between digital and, and terrestrial and, and, you know, are able to buy that automatically using tools that we have to create the ad. Right. So like you've, you've yeah. bought a radio ad, like, yeah. it's like you call the station, you negotiate, <laughs> they have a back minimum, and forth. Yeah. it's back and forth. Like you, did you have to go down to the station to actually record it? Like I had to provide a script for the DJ. I had to, yeah. it was probably a six week process to, Oh yeah. I, I think I was, a week late on getting the timeline that we actually wanted because mm-hmm. the whole ordeal of back and forth, like it was just a nightmare and yeah. I never touched audio since. And now like yeah. I see your solution and I'm like, Oh my God, this is actually something where you've taken the pain and suffering away from hundreds of thousands of media buyers. So I love it. And I can't wait for what you have in store for 2022, man. I am uh, taking that and I'm inserting that into my pitch deck for the next time we raise <laughs> capital. So no problem, you. man. No yeah. problem. Um, uh, so no, let's fun. just wrap this up. Do you have anything that you would like to shamelessly plug? I assume you do. Um, but any kind of like closing thoughts and anything like that? Yeah, you know, I, I would say that a lot of people have come to us and they're expecting. I'll, I'll actually say that. How about this? Don't, if you if you are expecting a silver bullet, don't sign nope. up. Don't do it. Right. And and like I, I'm not I'm saying that selfishly, but like I'm also saying like I see a lot of media buyers that come to us and they're used to Facebook, Google, right? And of course they are. That's yeah. like 80% yeah. of digital spend, right? Yeah. And especially for direct to, like direct to consumer. And like, look, I was there, I did it for a long time. I think it's like really great. And I I know people are like, you know, in the wake of iOS and GDPR and everything else. They're looking for like new solutions, right? Yeah. Um, I, I want you to be successful. So I want you to come to us when it's the right time, right? So Perfect. if you're 
if you've got your Facebook and Google unlocked, let's like talk, right? And maybe you're already testing a little bit of connected TV. Yep. That's cool. Then we should talk, right? If you're like, I can't get Facebook to work, I can't get Google to work, we're probably not going to be able to help you as much as you want, right? And so I think that, um, you know, I guess like the same shameless shout out is, yeah, sign up for Decibel, but sign up when you're ready because I would much rather have you sign up when you're ready and spend $100,000 with me than sign up and spend $1,000 with me and get like frustrated and quit forever, right? Yeah. So that that's so, so really true. it's just long-term selfish of me to, to try yeah. and help you though. Um, yeah. And so, so that's what I would say as like kind of a, a final closing thought on this. And, you know, I, I just think that like generally speaking, like the future of digital advertising or future of like really just, like like digital advertising and advertising used to be these like separate things they've been slowly merging over the years i think you're starting to see the point where like media buyers where we knew them as like mostly ppc media buyers i think you're going to have to start getting multifaceted and i hope that decibel can be one of the tools in your tool belt as you start doing more stuff like out of home and tv and audio and that sort of stuff to like supplement your clients especially the ones that are growing fast and need to be you know, need that multi-channel lift, need to be reaching new customers that aren't necessarily on Facebook or aren't necessarily searching for your product on like Google shopping, that sort of mm-hmm. thing. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jeremy. I really appreciate Thank you. this. No worries, man. I, you've probably provided insight to tens of thousands of people today. This will be live next week, but I am Exciting. so happy for this. Thank you. Um, I'm actually going to 